Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome After Buzzers. You're watching the After Show for Succession Season 2, Episode 5, Turnhaven, where tonight we talk Nan the Ringmaster, Shift Swings First, and Kendall Closes. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome After Buzzers, Succession fans. We are back. We got a full panel. I'm your host, Shaka Smith, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Professor of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at USC Marshall Business School, Mr. Jeremy Dan. Hola. <laughs> and we've got head of Popcorn Talk and producer of DC Movie News and huge Succession fan since season one, Mr. Ryan Nilsson. That's right, OG fan. <laughs> crazy episode. What a weird what? family. A crazy episode. What a weird family. Oh, guys, as always, we have... Line, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> as always, guys, we have our special segments, our flex moment, where we talk about a character sort of boss moment, our savage lines, they got plenty, and our news and our predictions. But before we do all that, let's get into our overall thoughts. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? Uh, this episode, to me, uh, just captured the essence of white privilege, of <laughs> failing forward, mm-hmm. doing everything wrong, but somehow succeeding in the end, uh, just pulling you know out of the frying pan, into the fire, into the hotter fire, oh, yeah. into the gates of hellfire, and then somehow they emerge relatively unscathed, it appears. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this was one of the craziest episodes in the series so far. I am shocked. Like, this show just grabs you mm-hmm. by the neck and is like, we will go anywhere. And as crazy as it may seem, you kind of buy it. Also, guys, I'm in the live chat, so please comment your thoughts on this episode throughout. I'll give you some shout-outs. We already got one. Post Kino, one of my favorite episodes in the season so far. We I just said the same thing. Completely agree. Yeah, they amped it. They amped it up. The action was amazing. Uh, but for me, it was all about money. Just at the end of the day, what really, really matters. But it looks like... Nan was going to get her kicks regardless. You know, <laughs> I love that. I love Nan the Ringmaster. You know, she welcomed them to Turnhaven. And to me, it seemed from the outset, there was almost an implicit, I'm going to let this deal go through, but I just want to have as much fun as possible. I want to see your family at play. Um, what did you guys think about Nan? Did, did you guys think this meeting was even necessary? <laughs> Well, Nan had such an interesting role. You called her the ringmaster. I think of her as like the game master. We've seen those those movies where, you know, people are invited to a mansion and engage in a murder mystery or something. <laughs> yeah. And this had a lot of the trappings of that kind of thing. Sort of like the contest in the new movie, Ready or Not. Yeah. A bunch of rich people engaged in potentially dangerous competitions. And she enjoyed every minute of it, had it set up perfectly, had her side it appears way more ready to play. Maybe they had some things behind the scenes where they were going to hell in a handbasket, but we know that the family we know about played this game, as I mentioned earlier, about as poorly as you could play it, but she, the game master, in the end, she she might end up being the winner. Yeah, She's so intelligent. One mm-hmm. of the smartest characters we've seen on the show, and menacing to this family in that you, you think they're always one step ahead yeah. of the Roys throughout this entire episode. One step ahead. And even but, though they agreed at the end to sell, yeah, just the offer, the simple offer of you have to make Shiv the CEO. Who knows? Maybe that's actually what they wanted to do, but 
even if it's not, they created internal tor- turmoil yeah. <laughs> from here on. There's yeah. going to be massive ramifications from that. Well, here's a question. Did Nan risk the integrity of her family? Because for me, she she risked and they, they lost their integrity. Because that family, the Pierce, Naomi didn't want to, she had a, a reason for not wanting this deal to go through. Um, we had the guy from Brookings who just on an ideological basis was like, I will not let this go through. Or, you had that feeling from him. But at the end of the day, they all compromise for trade-offs. Well, they probably realize, you know, in the new media environment with all the, the technological competitors and you're competing against, you know, the Facebooks of the world and all the news sites and Twitter in that era. She knew they needed deeper pockets if they wanted to still be a viable journalistic organization. Yeah. She believed they had a global function a la saving lives in East Germany. She demanded, I think, two board seats and guarantees. And remember, that those would be legal with some sort of foundation or something like that so that there was still editorial control and demanding the successor. She probably thinks she got – I bet – she got in that demand if that's what they were going to agree to. Well, well we she never, still she don't never, know. Well, we, we still don't know if that was fully agreed to. Right. But if that comes through, that's probably one hundred fifty percent of what they thought they get coming yeah. into the week. Well, yeah, it's, it certainly looks like if any of that happened, she didn't get everything. But to me, it seemed like she ended up sacrificing a little bit of their, her family's individual integrity to get this. Like, Money wins, right? That's but what, I, mean, that's what but I think the Pierce family lost, right? The Pierce family might have lost it. For me, these two families, yeah. what was so fascinating about this episode is we got these two families that are, I think they're equally as, you know, horrible, white privileged, yeah. you know, but the Pierce family to me was a little smarter, mm-hmm. a little uh, better at hiding what their true feelings were than the Roy family, which is just completely out there. Yeah. Like they, they each have these similar wants and goals of money, but the Pierce family just seemed a little smarter. However, the Roy family is wealthier. Yeah. So... When you put these two sides, it was really fascinating to see this tennis match that they got going back and forth where they might just be messing with them. I mean, even um, Naomi says it to Kendall. She's like, you know, I, I, I came here just to mess up the deal. I didn't know yeah. it would, you guys would implode it internally. Yeah. Well, and you saw it in the difference of their Shakespearean quotes with family. Oh <laughs> well, um, if you guys have joined us in the chat, we'd love to hear more from you. And I believe Ryan's got a few words about... Uh, joining us? Oh, yes, guys, please. We're, first of all, we're live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're listening on iTunes, please tune in to one of the live shows so you can get involved in the chat. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. We will shout you out on air. We did it a few weeks back. All you guys get shouted out on air. So please leave us that five-star review and like, subscribe, comment. <laughs> it means the world to us. And thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Back to you, Chuck. Yes, yes. We appreciate all the love, guys. Hopefully all the positive comments, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, of course, of course, we got to talk about Shiv's big, uh, you know, announcement here. <laughs> and what we talked about Nan as a ringmaster, but I think Nan's other helper in this is that dinner table that can seat forty, right? Mm. So, uh, what did you guys think about Shiv sort of spilling the beans? Well, on our board and for the segment, you originally mm. called this Shiv moves first. Yeah, you changed it to. Shiv swings first. Shiv swings. And for me, this was like the scene from uh, one of the Bugs Bunny episodes where they have the really slow pitch and and the the, the whole lineup <laughs> swings multiple times and misses and strikes out the whole side on the one slow pitch. Yeah. A hard Shiv, strike. Shiv swung and missed at the same ball and like struck out in every at bat on you know so Gosh. easily. Um, it was um, a continuing series of her her fumbles to to uh, change the metaphor a little bit but we haven't seen her do a good move in four or five in episodes while, yeah. 
And, you know, I'm going to talk about some of her lines later, but um, because, uh, you know, we're going to have our flex moment. And I think she <laughs> uh, essentially had every flex moment of hers was a fail. And I'm going to bring some <laughs> of those up. A flex yeah, fail. She, yeah. <laughs> she made not one good move. Um, Tom actually started to get more hand vis-a-vis her because mm. as, as much as he was uh, taking one for the team and being a little bit of a punching bag, she w- put her face out in the way of right. that punching bag. Yeah. It, it was just, I mean, I'd give her an F- minus on this episode. F- minus, and yeah. Tom even loses out at the end when they're like, yeah, by the way, that guy's not that of news. Like, they just <laughs> cast him aside. She, I felt like, you know, following this, this baseball metaphor, I, it wasn't even her time at bat. She needs to recognize her time at bat <laughs> yeah. to even swing in the first place i mean even from the beginning where she's insulting people at dinner like you had two phds huh the second one you could just look that up in wikipedia <laughs> yeah. it's like why are you insulting this family you're trying to do this massive deal with yeah. and then after she has that mini panic attack with tom going back in and immediately just dropping like oh yeah you can just tell him it's me <laughs> oh my goodness well i I, I see it a little bit different. i see it a little bit differently well, one, I think Shiv has been on edge because of the misogyny, and we kind of see that appears Logan's a theme. misogyny? Logan's misogyny, the misogyny of the world, and, and I think we kind of see it appears a theme a little bit, but when she has that meltdown, she's like, I, you know, I want to be at that table, and Tom reminding her, you're already there. And I think sometimes it's like under-included people, we have this idea, even once we're already at the table, we still got to prove ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I wonder how they're going to unpack a little bit of that. And I think that's what led to that premature, hey, it's me, just let them know because I've earned this. But I think she stumbled on a good move. It, if, if you're going to try to force your dad's hand, isn't this the best time to do it with another family's backing? Of course, she couldn't predict they would use that as leverage, but with another family's backing who you think would actually support that move. I mean, but the thing is, I don't know if she knew quite yet that they would, even though that that company is run by all women, I could see her. And they have a liberal, yeah. And they're a little more liberal. I could see her thinking that. Yeah. But time and place, like, the risks far outweighed the potential success, I feel like, in that scenario. Like, she risked, if it doesn't work out, oh, oh, you just blew this major deal. I think this was a huge risk, but this, if you're going to take it, this was the best time to take it. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually think I, I, I disagree. I don't think it was the best time to take it. I, I think she could have gotten more credibility built up from a more solid base within the family. From the previous episode, we remember that whole episode is her and um, and Kendall, or, or she's more perceiving Kendall oh, right. as being still the favored child, yeah. and she's feeling very insecure for that. And then at the end of the episode. It, it was a real human moment between it's not them. Be me. But the yeah, one, that, yeah, she does me. know that, so she must feel a little more secure in I would her be base. So she's secured. She, she's <laughs> at the center of the table. I think she should have felt more secure and been a better market timer, so to speak. As you were just saying, but she had to be questioning if Kendall was trying to play her at, in that human moment. It's, I feel it's like a good the point. next day she would have been like, "Wait a minute." That's a good point. Yeah, I feel like she goes back and forth. Well, I feel like her the fault with her, though, is mirroring Kendall's fault from last season. He was too eager. Like, you just got to have the patience. And his eagerness last season is one of the many factors that I think flipped Logan's decision early on. I mean, obviously, there are other factors at play. But with this, she is way too eager. Yeah, I mean... Everyone else is making these these moves behind the scene. Kendall knows it's not going to be him, but he's still out for the best interest in the company right now. Even Roman is doing the classes. At the yeah. top of the episode, they reference like, oh, he's, he's still doing them. He's still doing yeah. what the dad wants. This was a very selfish move. They even, I think, say at the dinner table, 
all, the kids are way too the kids the the children are way too focused on themselves. All yeah. three of them, and her particularly this episode. She's way too out for her own self-interest, and I, I think it blew it for her. And that's why, I mean, I don't think Logan was going to agree to that deal even if she didn't speak up yeah. at the dinner table. But for all we know, they might not have even offered that deal if she didn't speak up and spark that tension amongst yeah. the family. Even one of the other people in the Pierce family was like, oh, you know what? We don't think you guys quite have it together. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just sparked a whole bunch of problems. Yeah. And, and, and it did lead the Pierce's feeling they had some sort of leverage. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely felt Tom's pain when he also realized she did it without any plan. When <laughs> he was like, "Oh, what's the plan?" She said, "I got none." <laughs> um, but let's talk about Kendall closing. It, somehow, out of the ashes, you know, uh, somehow he rescues this deal when it looks like he's going to go south. Um, did you? And I think we all did. But did you guys feel that Kendall and Naomi were going to have? an integral moment during this episode. Yeah, I could see that coming. I could see that coming from a mile away. Um, And it ended up being by far the most functional relationship with the strongest foundation of common experience. Yeah. Drugs. Something to build from. And, um, and I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Especially, you know, she read him. They, they did have that commonality. She said, I could just tell not your reputation (laughs) precedes you. I can just uh, tell. And, and literally, that that changed votes. That changed yeah, proxy. That changed a percentage of who's willing to back this deal. We don't know the behind the scenes of the Pierce side of it. That'd be fun. To, it'd be fun to have another parallel episode this <laughs> yeah. week on oh, the Pierce yeah. debate behind the scenes. Like a Lion but, King one and a half. <laughs> this episode, yeah, sorry. But uh, it was fantastic, and yeah. he did. Um, in the end, you know, he found the commonality where it was at, so to speak, where everyone else sought to do one-upsmanship. You know, uh, the point of forging relationships and having conversations is not to prove intelligence which and, and superiority, which it seems every other Roy thought. Yeah. It is to form a common bond and shared experience, and he was the only one that succeeded in, in that agenda. Yeah, so my question to you, Ryan, is... Oh, man. It, do you think their connection was authentic, but he kept it at the front, forefront of his mind, convinced her to sell, or that just sort of happened and uh, he he didn't go in with a plan to convince her to sell? Right. I think it was authentic. With I think it was both. Yeah. I think it was both authentic, and he also went in with a plan to sell. I mean, they have that little pep talk after the um, the opening drinks in the <laughs> evening, and they're like, "Kendall, you got Naomi. Like, don't mess it up." So, I mean, he does as he's told. Yeah. He, he is. Really, Logan's like biggest ally and and servant for the family. So, I mean, that was the goal. But I also think he was using his tools, their commonality, yeah. to ensure that. And that's what makes him like a really good businessman. So, so, if Naomi was there, but she was a yes off the get go, do you think they would have had that? That would have no connection at all. I don't they, think they he would have had that sign to her, right? He, he, would he have right. done the drugs? He wouldn't have done anything. Like. She, oh, he's looking for his opportunity <laughs> yeah. to, to find his. Uh, so, his you lines. do think there was that that. that Authenticity in that part of it. The, the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing lines to break lines. And that <laughs> and that uh the scene where they go to the helicopter, dude, I was it's there's so much tension. It's crazy. This show You got can, out of your seat. I did get out of my seat. I was laying on a stool, like, is this about to happen? Because this show can do the most crazy scenarios that are yeah. hysterical, but also they're so intense at the yeah. same time. And they've trained us. Mm-hmm. Like anything can happen. I'm fully convinced anything can happen. He he drove a car. 
with that with that runner with the, with the server into the into the um, lake. So I'm like, is he about to get into another vehicle? Yeah. Well, They're he, upping the ante. He yeah. does. Have, I mean, as as loyal and as you know, kind of lapdog oriented as he is now, right. vis a vis Logan, he's still via the shoplifting, mm. via some of these other things, has his moments of rebellion, which is the one. You know, a few moments he feels in control, and I thought this was about to be the biggest control daredevil. Yeah. yeah, he just wants to feel something, yeah, and it, it's that that adrenaline rush. Yeah, <laughs> he was totally capable of it. I'm fully, I fully believe he was about to fly that until she was like, abort. Yeah, <laughs> and then abort, he was just like, stop. okay, let me go. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, speaking of needing to feel something, uh, while Kendall <laughs> closed, Roman um, did not deal with some of the fallout of what took place, and we get again this Roman Jerry. <laughs> thing that's happening and so I, I, we, we got to address this because it's bizarre but it's also an insight into roman's mind and let me ask you is jerry doing this because she's sexually attracted to roman or does she believe that this will help roman be a better leader what do you think jerry well if it's wrong i don't want to be right but um, <laughs> i think it, it, this is a, a part of the human condition i think we're seeing two people totally I don't think they're bonding. I think they're using each other. And this is a show about using people. And we see in a lot of use for power and a lot of using of others for business. And this is the using. They're each using each other yeah. for obviously um, some other kind of gain. And But I, they had a cute relationship before that. I want, And I wonder if these are just parallel worlds. Does the cute relationship still exist? And then they have this dominatrix relationship <laughs> that's that's there as well now. And, and, I mean, the way they're doing it and filming it and showing it to us as the audience, so it, they're doing it as easily for us as possible. Where I'm like, I'm I'm buying it, and I'm just like, I can't believe it's happening. I'm know? just waiting for yeah. the. Roman Jerry miniseries. It's a, it's a spin-off. Yeah, a spin-off. Right. You know, I they, love they just keep taking oh, business shit. trips around the world. This, there would be a lot of material And the psychology, there. and with Tabitha, and having her play dead. I, I, we need to add a psychologist <laughs> to this panel, because I'm just like... Ooh. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> just one of the most bizarre relationships on TV. Yeah. And... Yeah, they hinted at it, but I never thought they'd go there. Yeah, <laughs> and they're really leaning into it. Yeah. Like we're, it's gonna. I think they're just gonna keep doubling down each episode. <laughs> I really think, at the end of the day, it, it's it's blurred. It's both. I think Jerry's both doing this as leverage for maybe a future position. You know, Logan doesn't believe she can handle it. Yeah. This could be, and she's yeah, she's been getting that like he he almost seems to be poking yeah. her at whenever right. he can, and at the same time she might kind of like it. Like, I think there's a dominant, submissive relationship going on there that is just so, it's funny, but it's also, like, really weird, and I, I, I'm here for it. Uh, thing, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. The thing is, like I'm buying more. I'm yeah, buying more more. Yeah. Yeah, But I think um, with Tabitha, man, just, like, the morgue is closed. <laughs> it, that line. Just oh, was my like, uh, And we all knew what she meant, and we didn't want to know what she meant. Yeah, that was, like... And the imagery of this... There was this hairless cat always around Roman throughout this entire episode. Yeah. That is him, man. <laughs> he is this naked, hairless cat that is... He's, he's really funny, yeah. but he's also very weird. And, I mean, hey... And he says it, though. Too. But he really is naked in terms of he says the truth. He says... Yeah. His, like, his baggage is right there for everyone, and people will play it off like a joke, but <laughs> no. he says it. At the dinner party, you know, we're eunuch besties. No, yeah. We're, yeah, that, there brunch. was the ultimate truth yeah. there. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
and and they revealed it to everyone, and everyone's <laughs> take it as a joke. But they revealed the whole nature of their relationship. Post Kino, yeah. I definitely think Jerry likes it in some way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Gosh, yeah, oh yeah. And she definitely likes it. Right? You, do you think she? Because well, I was wondering, like, because there was a moment where it just seemed like she was maybe thinking he needs this from a business. This is sort of the way I'm doing my psychology of him if I were a psychiatrist, you know, to kind of get his brain right. She, she is a, a, a mentor in the parallel universe of the business world. She yeah. did suggest the management training program has given him good counsel. You know, he sees Frank as this antichrist to him who always tried to undercut him. And, and we don't know the full backstory there. Maybe we know a couple data points. And she is one that has propped him up. Um, yeah, dead role playing, man. Oh, yes. He went from dead role playing to the bathroom. Man. Oh, he's got some range. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. But um, oh let God. us get to our special segment. Let's go to. F- Can I do? Wait, I just yeah. want to throw one more thing out Absolutely. there. We just had a question from the chat. Um, Marsha. Marsha, oh, Marsha, yeah. Marsha this season. We haven't had much of Marsha. This is from Post Kingdom again. Uh, she had a, a much stronger presence in season one. I felt like this episode was. The most we've gotten of her. She had a lot of flex moments for me, yeah. Yeah, she definitely had some flex moments. I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on her attitude throughout this entire episode? Like, there's definitely a rift between her and Logan. We don't, I don't really know why. She, the first comment she made was, okay, now I know what it's like to be in your room with your, uh, your coworkers. Yeah. Which was a subtle dig, but I felt like she'd been in the room before. So I, I, th- I think, and this was one of my flex yeah. moments. I oh, okay. think, so I think she feels like a, a chess piece. She feels like they, she's managed. Like her, his children are cogs, and she's constantly telling the children what to do. She wants a relationship. So what, you know, even when you're going in to say, "Hey, let's charm this family," that's different than "Let's go." You're on Marnie. You're on. <laughs> so that's what she didn't appreciate, and I think. She's hinted at the exact same thing in different meetings where she said, hey, you know, am I your partner or someone you're going to tell what, you know, another worker right. for you? So she said things like that before. And so I think now she had a little bit of wine, a little she was, vino, and she's got some allies, you know. Yeah. So now, well, the wine, yeah. uh, I think your cellar will suit me if it doesn't suit him because his cellar does not suit me. That was its Another own. flex moment. Is its own symbol. I... I was wondering about this thing. It, I'm not going to say it was random to me, her behavior, but I was wondering if there was a little bit of a scene or an interaction edited out or something like that. It didn't. I don't think they built it up with quite enough oh, credibility. I, I, I noticed one. it every single time. She just seems to be getting a little bit like, listen. She, oh, you in previous episodes. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I, I thought she had some. Um, some mojo within the family as of the last episode of the previous season because it was her son that kind of gave the momentum against Kendall by witnessing Kendall coming yeah. back. Therefore, that little power grouping had some extra power in the family, the yeah. son and Marcia. Yeah. No, oh I, I think, yeah, for me, she's just been tired of being, being treated like a chess piece. And she's been trying to tell him this time after time after time, and now right. she's, you know... She, she's got all the elements are there for her to kind of be loose with her tongue. I, yeah, I think the, I think you read that perfectly fine. I mean, I just think I completely agree with you. She's it felt at first like she was off the reservation. She's just yeah. completely against them. But I think that's just she's speaking up. She wants to be noticed more. And and I think for us, that. we're so what they've done so well is drawn us into this world. But it's not normal. When you, even when you say I want to strategize with people and do this and network, you, you don't say you're on that person. You're on that person. Make sure you turn them. Right. And, and so. 
Well, to us, I think that I thought that was pretty real. People, uh, Logan's trying to be. Logan was trying to be the game master. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he wasn't in the same way Nan was. I mean, we we saw his weaknesses revealed. We saw his strength revealed. Of ultimately, just I'm about to play with the blunt instrument of money. That kind of thing happens. I've been in those meetings. No, no, no. But remember, oh, yeah? remember, these were two families at a retreat, essentially. So from Marcy's point, Marcy's point, she's thinking, this is not family time, meeting another family. Right. To like, so I, I think she thought there was this was not supposed to be a business-like chess piece. You guys are the cogs in this thing. That's where I, that's why I thought she was confused or didn't like the, his approach. Something's up, though. There's no way it goes back to normal. After this episode, like this if he doesn't start, clear... if he doesn't change, yeah, right. I, ah, that's a good point. But um, what, what were your flex moments? My flex moment. I mean, it's got the biggest flex. It's got to be at the end during that meeting where he's like, "All right, I'll offer twenty five and then they go, "All right, well, we want you know Shiv. When we announce Shiv as CEO, and he goes, "Yeah, now I'm going to do a one. It's my time." And they're <laughs> like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then he goes to the door, <laughs> looks back. And goes like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, we're going to head out. And uh, I'm going to do it all my time. I think that was just such a, look, you're not going to change my point of view. Yeah, I think there was somewhat of a bluff there because they're on the helicopter later. And as Shiv brings it up, and he checks his phone. They hadn't offered it. They hadn't responded, I guess, to or something, yeah. or countered or anything. Yeah. He got pissed yeah. because that was a move on him, yeah. and he really wanted the deal to work. But that that was the flex moment. He was yeah. just like, "You're not going to turn me," and, and he won out. And he added that Shakespearean line. Oh, he said, "Oh, oh, his favorite I have a line from Shakespeare too." <laughs> yeah. My flex take moment. the money. Yeah. <laughs> My flex moment again. I, I mentioned. I thought it was the episode of failed flex moments. Yeah. Whether it was, I thought Roman was doing a good job in his flex moment when we came in feeling. Uh, feeling kind of powerful from doing well in the training program (laughs) and thought he was a man of the people. And then every other thing he did for the rest of the episode didn't work. Every line fell flat. Um, Shiv, this is going to be my baby soon. Uh, Then the reaction Mm. to it's going to be me. She was doing the ultimate flex moments, but it was kind of like, to use another cartoon reference, that scene from Popeye where they make a muscle and then it actually inverts. And she was doing the inverted flex moment. And so finally the one that worked again, (laughs) Nan, um, just realizing, I mean, she's like the woman in her ultimate power coming out with the tray of cookies, essentially. And just when she suggested, how about that stargazing to her? Uh Everything's falling apart at the table. She's cool as a cucumber. Just... I, I'm going to declare what we do next. Stargazing tour, we've won the evening. That wins. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> that was the ultimate flex, man. That was at the gym, and you were maxing out. <laughs> yeah, that, that was awesome. And I actually kind of mentioned this before. I, I love that you're sitting at the table. I thought that was like a powerful flex moment of, mm. you know, but it was sort of like Tom letting Shiv know, and then she, you know, she goes in. And so I thought that was a flex moment. Um, yes. And then of, of course, all the other lines from Marcy. I thought Marcy had flex moments. Flex they moments. have a lot of scenes in this show sitting at a table. We have to be yeah. monitoring this table and the alignment and the power plays. Like, they had the boardroom, obviously. It's always a table. table. They had the, the Thanksgiving dinner. Dining room. They had They're getting the, longer. The, the, the tables bo- are getting longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, bo- the boar hunting oh my God. dinner yeah. and the humiliation that went yeah. on there. So we, we have to be paying attention to these table They're dynamics. epic dining room scenes. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you're in a dining room, you're like, here we go. Strap in. Well, so you know the go. promotional, uh, I think, poster for this season has Is the dining room. table. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's call. the other character. <laughs> yeah, the table. It so really is. Now we got to talk about our savage line. Wow. 
Love it. There were a lot of savage lines, as usual, throughout this episode. Do you mind if I start real quick? Um, I'm going to go... You know, I hinted to it a little earlier, but I thought this was just, like, really quick. So savage. When Roman is trying to seduce... I'm not even going to say trying. He's failing to seduce uh, Tabitha and... He's doing his dead role playing, and she just goes, the morgue is closed. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, you just you just defined everything about this guy right now and how weird that is. Like, uh, what a savage line. And I got one more, which is, again, I mean, at the very end, um, money wins. Yeah. Money wins. And th- sadly it, too often. Show, exactly. Sadly <laughs> too often. It's the show in a nutshell. It is savage because, like, Everyone's just like, oh, you know, Greg's Greg comes in, great job, like, Gregory. Gregory, Gregory, Gregory comes in, and yeah, it must have been awesome, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, Greg, here, get a get a line, you Ichabod Crane looking, <laughs> you, you, you know, you beautiful Ichabod Crane, <laughs> beautiful Ichabod Crane. <laughs> like, wow, amazing lines. So I have uh, two. One, it, it wasn't so much a sat. I mean, Ali was delivered as a savage line, Tom. You know, Tom has this understated delivery of his lines, but when everything was going to shit, and and Tom says, that was the most Roy thing I have ever seen. Yeah. I felt like I was having Roy injected into my, into my <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> Explain these chess moves to me. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And the was. first time he had hand vis-a-vis the rest of the family, he, <laughs> he was supposed to be the sacrificial lamb, and instead it was like yeah. everyone with the knives sacrificed themselves. But um, mm. at the very beginning... Where, um, where Logan, he he is one of the only ones. Uh, he knows his power relationship vis a vis his son Kendall. Oh, and I know he what you're just, He just goes, "Hey, oh, keep this weekend clean, hey, killer," <laughs> and um, <laughs> and just establishes total dominance so again. Yeah. And, savage. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I had two. Oh. <laughs> Well, I Killer. love. We don't talk about Connor enough, so I love when you know the guy from Brookings is talking about. Oh, I thought you were trading conspiracy, whatever. And then Connor says, "No, liberty and justice are mine." But you know, different strokes for different folks. You know? <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, Connor got in the little zinger there." So, but I thought, of course, we had um, Kendall's line when he's talking to Naomi. He says, "You know, don't block your own escape. You're free." Mm. And I was like. Nice. How many times are we tied to things just mentally, whatever? But you know, for her, that money and that freedom would have been her escape, and she can do that. You know, live whatever life she wants to live. And so sometimes we forget. You know, we're so tied to these things, and you know, succession is all family and this. You know, um, so, so true. I, I, I thought that was that line will I think ring true through a little bit more of this season. Yeah, I mean, I th- Kendall has I think is went through what Shiv is going through right now. Yeah. Eagerness got the best of him a little earlier in season one, and. That's what's going on with her. I think there's a lot of pressure on her to succeed, obviously, because she's not on the campaign anymore, and she just cannot read where she is with Logan's radar. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that makes sense, I was just really shocked at that chess move, like everyone else was. Yeah, and she just said, yeah, something came over me, but, like, what a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, what a mistake, man. But it, it always seems in families like this, you're not free. You kind of have to go into the family business, and you have to, you know. So I, I wonder if they will all have their moments of wondering why yeah. they're doing this. But um, let us get into our news. News. After Buzz TV News. Oh, yeah. Right? That's good. 
Got that pretty well. All right, so this week's news. This is coming from the costume designer of Succession. Her name is Michelle Matland, costume designer. She did SNL costuming for uh, for at least 10 years. So she has a comedy space. She's really good with costumes. Anyway, um, she talked about in, in an article with, uh, da, 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 with Fortune just how... For boardroom shows like this, you can kind of get caught up in the boardroom mise-en-scene. It can just be a little bland and uncreative, unimaginable. Uh, she didn't get caught up in the boardroom mise-en-scene and found inspiration in just like def- little shades of gray and darker for characters that are experiencing different things. So I didn't realize this, but Kendall this season has had a consistent aesthetic of just darker Black. tones because he's dead inside. Wow. Really subtle stuff that someone, a costume designer, can do and really make like an, an interesting impact on the show. She's not constrained yeah. by these boardroom things. And then the person who's the most eager, she puts in lighter tones, which oh. has been Shiv this season. Yeah, and it so helps she, the actor too, because I've absolutely. talked to a lot of actors. They say once they put on the clothes of the character, that also helps them, you know, get into that role. Right. So any exactly. So really, she, that's what she was saying about specifically with Shiv and with Kendall. And then uh, with um, with Roman, she was just commenting on how he's such a wild card most moments. That's why, you know, he's always got something undone. <laughs> disheveled. Also, yeah, disheveled, <laughs> different colors, mostly trying to imitate whoever he looks up to. Well, he is the biggest power dresser, the classic mm. New York, mm. Wall Street power dresser and channeling that, but yeah. then yeah. it fall, all falls <laughs> apart and he's yeah. disheveled. Like a sweaty mess. But he has the images. hair, too. Exactly, <laughs> the hair, everything. But, um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. I just didn't notice while watching, but he, he, he likes to imitate what the person he looks up to yeah. is wearing. So really fascinating news there from uh, Michelle Matland. And, uh, yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> that was the news. Nice. And, of course, we have to get into our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Mysterious. <laughs> what do you got? Jeremy, you want to go first? Because I don't know if you're going to be here next week. I am not. That's my main prediction. I will <laughs> so, I think, you know, I, I, I talked when I was here last about, I think the, uh, the play will premiere that, that oh. Willa is working on. Uh, I, I'm surprised that it hasn't popped up its head a little bit like we haven't seen some rehearsal or something like that. I, I want that to, to be a part before the end of the season. Uh, we saw in the coming attractions that Cruises was going to raise its ugly head, the, the cr- potential cruise scandal. So it'll be interesting to see if Ichabod Crane is pulled in in any interesting <laughs> way and somehow makes his own power play. You know, he... He has a grandfather on the board. He has incredibly potential damaging information about them. I wonder if this is opening up a crack <laughs> for him to make. It would still be awkward, yeah. but uh, his awkward power play. Well, Theon Greyjoy. Well, Theon. Greg Greg has one scene in this episode, and it's easily the funniest scene. <laughs> like, just He's such an awesome character. He, there's definitely something that's going to happen with Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Even he, last he's week. He's not a throwaway, yeah. Just the subtle... I'm not threatening you or trying to blackmail you, but <laughs> and, and, and he is on the poster for the season promotion. He is yeah. core to that. He's a player, yeah. Yeah. big players. Great prediction. Um, you know, I'm going to predict something. I think we're starting. We, we are definitely all in on the demise of Shiv right now. I predict, obviously, I, I don't think she will inherit the company at all. <laughs> that's just that. That's not going to happen. The dad, Logan, is just not. I think he's out of it. He has realized a lot of her. Decision making, she's a lot more selfish than I think he 
thought she would be with this. And I, he always, you know, daddy's little girl, you're always my favorite, but or you're the smartest, I think he said. This the, the past few episodes, she, she's she been making dumb decisions. She's not the smartest anymore. So I predict she won't be on the board. I also predict that... Not the board. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think... I think she's done after the season. Like, there's something crazy is going to happen, whether it's through Tom, who might get called out with some of this damaging information, or... I think it's going to be a combination of a few things. Maybe Logan will take some other opportunity with this damaging information and exile Shiv that way. I don't know, but I just she keeps going down. I don't think she's going to have a resurgence that way. Uh, so yeah, I, I, she won't. She will not inherit the company. Um, also, I predict that I think Kendall, Kendall and Naomi. I think that's going to continue. I don't think we've seen the last of those two. That'd be on so screen. sweet. That, that would be, be that, yeah, like a nice relationship to really get behind. Yeah, yeah except it could actually spiral out of control. Okay, <laughs> they're obviously they're obviously great in the sheets together, as we said. Obviously, <laughs> are. And speaking of sheets, last prediction: I think that G- there will be a Jerry Roman mm. sex scene. Mm. That would well, be that would be crazy. Well, but I think it's gonna happen. And, and I will say thank you to Succession because I was I'm not looking forward to that, and I, <laughs> I, I love the way they handled that. The way he went to the back, I was like, okay, that's the way it should go down. Um, so I hope we don't see that. <laughs> don't uh, you want to see true love be sparked? Why are you rooting against true love? In fact, I don't think we're gonna see. It. I think we're gonna see more of <gasps> what we saw. I don't think we're gonna see them actually get together. Um, I think that Shiv stumbled on the best idea and the best way. I think. They held the line on making her CEO. Maybe they'll oh. let him do it in his own timing. Because he, he's clearly angry about something about that deal, the way it went down. Um, I think they probably said, that's got to go down. And I think at some point, she will have to fire um, Tom. Ooh. And I think, Fire Tom? Fire Well, because remember, he can't be the head of 18... Like, uh, uh, that was one of the news, conditions. But that's I, and I have point. a feeling that's probably one of the conditions they want to stick to. And I think he might be part of her downfall or but i think she'll t- get the company i think she'll be in line for that okay wow so i think that's my big prediction i'm trying to remember uh oh Ken- yeah kendall and naomi are that that's not going to end well I-, I i don't know much about addiction but i don't think there's a point where it's like oh i can still use a little bit right. so as long as it ends interestingly yeah <laughs> yes and that, and that it will and that it will so yeah those are my main two awesome so well, guys, uh, it's been great. It's been fun. Can't wait to be back here next week with you guys. My name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Okay. Maybe you could find me here again sometime soon. I hope so. Oh, we hope so. You're <laughs> such an awesome addition to the panel. Um, you can find me at Ryan Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N underscore. That's on Twitter and Instagram, at Ryan Nilsen underscore. Thanks, guys, for watching. Please See comment you. on iTunes. Yes. See you guys next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.